countdown to the Republican debate continues with a special Sean Hannity show live from Cleveland. Hear Eric Erickson live at the Red State Gathering tomorrow, 5 till 7 on WSB. Now it's time for Jamie Dupree, the most connected man in D.C. on the Sean Hannity show. All right, here it is. Debate day just hours away from this highly anticipated Republican primary debate. And the man of the hour on the ground, of course, is always Jamie Dupree, sir. You're going to come by and see me tonight. Uh, well, it's a question of whether you're going to come see me tonight, actually. Uh, <laughs> governor John Kasich of Ohio is just walking through the uh, press area now. I said, hey, Governor, are you going to talk to us? He said, I'm not talking. And now there's about 400 reporters running over to him. And maybe one of my uh, compatriots is going to have to help me out on this. But, yeah, we're all uh, we're all here waiting for the big show to start tonight. And obviously, you know, look, we've got uh, the, the, the pre-debate forum. And then we'll see what happens tonight with the big show as well. Yeah, the pre-debate's in an hour from now. And uh, anyway, we'll have full coverage of everything that happens on tomorrow's program and you're even going to join us for a special friday edition i think you're trying to anyway if you're not on yeah, vacation we'll try to. i don't know i don't know if my plane schedule is going to allow it but we'll see we'll see all right i know everyone's talked all about donald trump we have Rand paul and ted cruz coming up in the program doing a little debate uh you know picking their brains a little bit maybe giving giving us some insight into what's going to be going on but i got to tell you something i think this may be one of the most highly watched debates ever well it may be i think mainly because of donald trump obviously he has the ability certainly to attract a, a different kind of viewer, not, uh, you know, a person who's been totally into the, the political scene and somebody who's just interested in what's going on with Trump. So I would think you would get a lot of people that might tune in just to sort of see, will there be a, a major political car wreck or something like that? Will there be something that happens? And on the other hand, uh, I, I mean, obviously, nobody really knows what is going to happen once he gets up there. We could have a food fight. He could start a fight. We could have somebody go after him. Then again, maybe it doesn't happen. Maybe it's all hype and it doesn't show up that way. I'll say again, I went back and looked at my stories from four years ago of covering the early Republican debates. And the one thing that I noted was the lack of attacks on Mitt Romney, who was the front runner at the time. Now, I'm not saying the same thing is going to happen again. But it was clear four years ago that everybody was looking to introduce themselves in the early debates. And, and I still think if you're sitting down as one of those Republican candidates, that's more important right now than going after Donald Trump, because most people don't know who Ben Carson is. Most people don't know Scott Walker. I, I mean, most people I, isn't don't that know amazing? the story behind Marco Rubio. I don't know if I'd say most people, but I would say most people don't know a lot about them. And for people like us that follow this day in and day out and all the ins and outs of the political world and there are a lot of people that are interested in it but again other people are more interested in the kardashians they'll probably be watching tonight no absolutely and that's uh you know what, what are you always looking for in politics you're looking for somebody that can draw in sort of the newcomers the people that aren't there all the time i mean uh, president obama did exactly that in a sense when he won in 2008 and again in 2012 and the republicans have been searching for some way to do that too and if there's a, a candidate that's a crossover right now in the debates it would be donald trump because there'll be a lot of people probably who will tune in to see him who really have not been following this very much. And that's why, again, I'll say I still think that a lot of these candidates are going to focus on themselves and maybe hit out, uh, take after Hillary Clinton, take after uh, Barack Obama and criticize them rather than criticizing each other. I would also expect that they probably are pretty well versed, maybe with the exception of Donald Trump, who says he's not preparing for the debate. I would assume that they're pretty well versed on what the positions are of their other opponents. So, for example, if somebody makes a claim about immigration and somebody else says that's not true, that's when you're going to get some of the fireworks that maybe a lot of people have been anticipating. You could, though, again, I'm, I'm, I'm going to 
have to be convinced that we're going to have a lot of fireworks tonight. I'm not so sure. You know, sometimes we build up these big events and then they don't come through. Now, maybe we will. Maybe we'll have a real uh, semwinder tonight in which Trump goes after people and more. But, you know, uh, remember, again, right now, I still think that people are trying to establish who they are. And if you're going to come out of the gate in the very first debate and establish that you're an attack dog, I'm not, I'm not sure that that's really where you want to be at this point in time. But, you know, look, uh, uh, everybody's got their different game plan, and we'll see how it plays out tonight. As we discussed, you're not going to have very much time. You're going to have about 10 minutes or so, and you better use those 10 minutes uh, very judiciously or else you'll find at the end of the debate that you didn't say very much, and a lot of other people got a lot more attention. When you, when you think of just the basics that you have to get in, the economy, immigration, health care, foreign policy, maybe some social issues like uh, gay marriage, for example, the court's decision on gay marriage, Planned Parenthood. There's not really much time left if every candidate has to comment on all of those main issues, right? But I wouldn't think that every candidate will get the chance. That'll be the thing. You know, like uh, they'll probably ask a question of maybe like a Rand Paul and maybe throw it to one other person and then go on from there. So not everybody is going to get the uh, the easy hit it out of the park question. You might get a boring question about foreign policy or something like that that you really were hoping not to get into. I don't think that's so, a boring yeah. question. I think, you know, dealing with ISIS, Iran, uh, Putin and China are significant issues of our time. Well, they may be significant issues, but I'm not sure they jump off uh, the table like some of those others. So, you know, no. we'll see. Uh, again, it, not everybody's going to be treated equally. Not everybody's going to get the same questions. Not everybody's going to get the same opportunity. And that's why you're going to have to do with it what you can when you do have the microphone turned on. Yeah, I would if, if anybody, I would think that there's people maybe at the bottom of the pack or maybe in the middle of the pack that probably have the most to gain with being and, and trying to stand out than say maybe your top three Bush, Walker and uh, Trump. I still wonder if some people will go after Jeb Bush uh, or just sort of allude to maybe the establishment, that kind of thing, and go after him. It'd be safe to go after him instead of going after Trump. Uh, Rand Paul said earlier today on one of the network shows that he wanted to stir things up. Uh, you know, he can certainly try. Ted Cruz uh, told me earlier in the week that, you know, he's going to focus on his calls for the Republican Party to be more aggressive. Ben Carson still says half the people don't even know who he is. So he's looking forward to introducing himself. There's an awful lot of different ways that you uh, can think about, quote unquote, winning this debate. Sometimes, though, it's those unscripted moments more than anything else that really are that you take note of. And, and let's face it, with all the attention that's been paid to Donald Trump, Sean, he's probably going to get a lion's share of the attention afterward in the news stories about how he did. There'll be many more people breaking down every one of Trump's answers than will be breaking down every answer from Governor John Kasich or Governor Chris Christie. Yeah, yeah I think that's a good analysis. Did you see O'Malley is whining and complaining that Democrats don't have any planned debates? Uh, well, they actually announced theirs today. They announced a series of six debates the Democrats did. They'll start October the 13th in Las oh. Vegas. That's going to be the first one. And then they'll have one uh, after that in, let's see, uh, in, in November in Iowa, December in New Hampshire, January in South Carolina, one in Miami in February or March, and then one in Wisconsin in February or March. So the, they've got six out there. Now, both O'Malley and Bernie Sanders uh, release statements soon after criticizing the Democratic Party for its schedule. They'd like to have more because when you look at the schedule, uh, the only debate in Iowa is November 14th. Uh, well, you don't vote in Iowa until February. The only debate in New Hampshire is December 19th. You don't vote in, in New Hampshire until How February. How many people so, are paying attention to a debate on December 19th either, right? Yeah, exactly. And and, and so, you know, I, I can understand. By the way, can you think of anything more boring than those three people and maybe Biden debating? I don't know. You never know. It could be fun. Yeah, maybe. You know, I mean, cover one of them with me. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm sure I'm going to be loved in that arena when I show up. I'm going to use hey, you as my. I'm going to use you as my my shield. Way. I'm going to use 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 you as my shield and bodyguard out there. Hey, listen, uh, good radio. You're going to enemy territory. You never know what you get to put on the air. Eh, no, listen, you'll be out there with your cell phone camera, and you'll be taking uh, all sorts of things. I want to go to the president. He gave this speech yesterday, and he actually said Iranians who yelled "Death to America" have common cause with Republicans, which is so outrageous. What is the reaction? Have you talked to many people about that? Senator McConnell held a news conference today back in D.C. I didn't catch it, but I saw some of the rewrites of it in which he basically said it's time to tone down the debate. And I think some Republicans uh, would argue that the president went too far on that. Though, uh, what the Obama administration is trying to do, obviously, is, is marginalize the Republican opposition as much as they can. That speech yesterday by the president at American University, which went on for almost an hour, was uh, really more of what we've seen from him in recent weeks, where he's almost embracing every opportunity and get to bring up every single uh, you know sort of point of opposition from Republican critics and try to rebut it as much as he can. Again, we've, we've seen more Democrats today announce their support for the deal, a couple more in the Congress. And I think that the White House is going to continue with their game plan, Sean, of trying to squeeze out as many votes as they can for this, all to ensure the bottom line that the Congress will not have the votes to override a presidential veto on a resolution of disapproval. But they did, they the, did uh, lose... Yeah, they did lose Steve Israel, and yes. we still haven't gotten a definitive answer from Chucky e. Schumer. I think a lot of people feel like Senator Schumer will probably go no at the end. Uh, I, 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 that's sort of the feeling in the hallways of the Capitol. I, you know, I'm not going it's, to. It's not that we know that for sure, but that's sort of what a lot of people suspect at this point in time. Uh, the yesterday, the Senate Senator McConnell established that we're going to start the debate in the Senate on the day after Labor Day, September the 8th. That's when it's going to begin. They've got to get the votes done. I think it's by September the 17th. So as soon as the House and Senate come back from their extended summer break, right after Labor Day, that's when we'll get right into the debate on that resolution of disapproval in the Congress. You know, there's a great piece by our friend Eric Erickson today, and he said, if I told you in 2008 that Barack Obama would negotiate a deal that he acknowledges funds terrorism, he would have thought me a conspiracy theorist. But that's exactly what he did. Well, obviously, the administration has had to admit that when we, uh, with this deal, you would unfreeze and free up some of the money in uh, Western bank accounts of the government of Iran, which, uh, you know, Obama administration witnesses have had to acknowledge may, in fact, funnel more money into groups that uh, that certainly work against the United States and work against U.S. allies in the Middle East. You know, that, that's why the, I, I think that we're seeing such a strong push by the administration, a PR blitz in a sense, Sean, to try to uh, try to sort of push back against some of that criticism from Republicans. Because I think if the administration didn't do much and just sort of try to let this agreement stand on its own, uh, I think it would be a very difficult August for them. They, they, that's why with every Republican push against it, the, uh, the, the White House seems to be pushing back with a lot more force. They're using a lot more capital on this deal than I've seen them use on a lot of other issues in a long time. I'll tell you what has become a big issue now, a defining issue for the Republican uh, majority in the House and Senate is Planned Parenthood funding. Uh, there is real anger at the way that the vote was handled and there's a feeling that they don't really have a commitment to get rid of it. And they're hoping that going through the August recess is going to bring them on the other side of it, maybe not deal with it. Well, uh, I think I think you're going to see more here. You see hearings and votes, certainly in both the House and Senate when they get back after Labor Day on the Planned Parenthood issue. I don't think anybody can guarantee you that they're going to get an actual bill through the Congress that restricts federal funding to Planned Parenthood. The one wild card in all this is the issue of more videos as they come out. Uh, is there going to be something that's so over the top that even then Democrats have to back off? You know, we talked about earlier this week how there were two senators who voted for the ban on federal funding, but she, uh, from the 
the Democratic side. But you know what, Sean? Uh, abortion is still such a, a hot-button issue. I think it's going to be very difficult for the Republicans to peel off many more Democrats at all in both the House and Senate, no matter what the videos show. It, it's just one of those things that I didn't see much of uh, evidence of, uh, of Democrats getting wobbly knees about this. The key, I think, for the GOP is to somehow keep the issue alive in the August break, but also more videos. The more videos that come out, I think that could help the Republican cause along the way. But again, the bottom line is they do not have 60 votes in the Senate. I don't see a bill, frankly, getting through the House and Senate and to the president's desk for him to veto uh, on the Planned Parenthood issue. You don't see it getting through? No, I don't, because it'd be filibustered by Democrats in the Senate. Yeah, and the fact that, well, should, couldn't they tie it to one of the issues that have to pass? I mean, that was one of the arguments that were being made when they had the standalone bill. Oh, sure. You could try, try, and I think you'll see a lot of Republicans. This goes back to, you know, the conversations we've been having for weeks. I think there will be a number of Republicans that would like to tie it. In fact, I would bet that the House would pass a stopgap budget with that added on there and then force Democrats to block it over in the Senate. But uh, again, I think this is where the difference in strategy, I think while the Republican Party is almost unanimous in their opposition to the idea of federal money going to Planned Parenthood, uh, you know, the GOP leadership, uh, Senator McConnell made very clear the other day, and I think there's a lot of people, uh, a lot of uh, Republicans in agreement with them, that they don't want to have a shutdown showdown over that. Could it change? Absolutely, it could change. But right now, I just don't see it happening. That's why the people who really want to have that kind of a showdown are going to have to motivate more than just sort of their usual suspects on this and really try to jack up that argument over the August break. I would expect that that's going to be front and center. The direction of the Republican Party, I think, is going to be front and center tonight, and I think it should be. The very debate you and I have been having uh, in recent days and weeks. Jamie, all right, so uh, the big debate in a couple hours uh, from Cleveland, Hannity after that, and Jamie will uh, also... uh, uh, maybe even say hello to me, which I would be honored to say hi back. Hope to see you, Sean. Take care, All right. buddy. All right, Jamie Dupree. Hey, in the last three years, you know, for people that are out of work, well, it's the staffing industry that has added more jobs than any other industry. Now, every day, nearly three million people are employed by staffing companies. And if you're looking for a job because of the bad economy, if you know somebody looking for a job, you know how difficult it is being out of work. Ninety three million Americans uh, share that that sad distinction. Well, Express Employment Professionals wants to help you. They are a franchise staffing company. They're in 49 states. They have 725 locations in North America. They've got a team of experts that will help you to get the job that you need. Now, they never charge any fee to help you, the job seeker, find work. On any given day, they typically have about 45,000 open positions in a variety of industries. Why? Because big industry depends on Express Pros to do the hiring for them. So they need your expertise. Whether you're looking for part-time work, full-time work, work from home work, Express Employment Professionals, well, they're going to help you find the job that you need. And sometimes temporary assignments can allow job seekers to gain workplace skills that build connections experience and it may even lead to a full-time job express employment professionals they have been ranked the number one staffing franchise for the last four years on entrepreneur 500 so if you need a job know somebody that needs a job just go to their website expresspros.com expresspros.com and find the location nearest you all right we'll take a quick break Rand paul with a debate preview as well as senator ted cruz and much more straight ahead Exposing government waste and abuse of your liberties every day. Sean Hannity is on right now. 
News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Depend on it. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.